Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Welcome back to Still Growing in Grace. Thank you for taking time to join us this week on another exciting week of good news. And like I told you last week, I really hope that every time you listen to this and each person you share this message with will hear good news. There's too much bad news in the world today. There's too much bad news in the in the church world, let alone in our newspapers. Jesus came to bring good news. The angels announced when Jesus was born I bring you glad tidings of good news that will be for all people. This message of grace is for all people. And I'm excited to continue sharing with you uh, a continuation of what we started last week. Last week, we began talking about uh, knowing God's will. How can we know God's will? Uh, is that even possible? And it, it, we zoomed in on one key verse, which I will come back to today. Um, but it started to point to a thing called being thankful. The importance of thankfulness being uh, a a desire of God uh, for us to be thankful as his love flows through us. It's a great response to the love and grace of Christ. And uh, that I, I sometimes forget about, especially when things are kind of falling apart around me. Things aren't going the way I wanted to. The financial situation might not be good. Job situation, uh, the situations you're going through, your relationship differences. Who knows? Your kids, your parents, your, you've just lost somebody. It's hard to see and focus on being thankful when things around you are tough circumstances. Well, today I have more good news. We're going to continue, and I want to remind us again this, what if we could know God's will? Would you want to know it? I know it's been kind of this weird secret in the Christian church of you got to know God's will for you. And uh, I tell you, it's not as complicated as you think, and definitely not as complicated as you may have been told. So today we're going to kind of focus on part two and see how this affects our thinking. But let's go back and just be reminded of the text we ended with, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Again, a fantastic piece of good news. I'm going to share it with you from three different translations. It begins like this from the New Living Translation. Most of you will recognize this verse if you've been to church. If you're new to this idea of faith and spirituality and who Jesus is, then just sit back and enjoy this fantastic good news. So, verse uh, 17, uh, 17 and 18. Always be joyful, it says. Actually, that's verse 16. So, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Always be joyful. Not just sometimes. Always be joyful, which does not mean happy. 
Okay. Keep in mind, joyful is not the same thing as happy. Happiness usually reflects on our happenings, our circumstances. It's a response. Sometimes I'm really happy because I, uh, I just won a game uh, at, a, at an event. My baseball team won. I'm happy. But joyful is a deep internal type of peaceful rest. It's a good way to put it. And uh, Paul's encouraging us to always be joyful. Keep on praying, verse 17. Verse 18, it says, No matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. There you have it. It is simple. It's not difficult English to translate. It's not difficult to understand. But we've just been told that God's will for us is to always be joyful, keep on praying, no matter what happens, always be thankful, because this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. That's from the New Living Translation. Let's hear it from the Message Translation, which is a paraphrase. It goes like this. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray at all times. Thank God, no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ Jesus, to live. That is a really, really good model. This is a fantastic model. Maybe you can already begin to experience something in you that's saying to your spirit, hmm, I don't always live like this. I don't always express my words or my mind or my thinking or my actions with this attitude of being joyful or thankful. Sometimes I get downright nasty. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I say the wrong things. Sometimes I have to say I'm sorry a lot to the people around me. But Paul is here encouraging us, this is going to be the root and fruit of what it truly means to abide in Christ. From the Passion Translation, I love this. It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let joy be your continual feast. I love this in brackets. It says joyful in every season. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. <laughs> so, are you wondering what God's will is? I believe something has just spoken to your heart. If you want to please God through a response, this is one way to do it. But I must remind you, you do not need to do anything to be pleasing to God. You are already pleasing to God. My children, when they were young, they wanted to do things to help me, um, but did they do it to get me to like them more or to accept them more? No, they just, out of gratitude of being my kid, they just wanted to help. And it's nice, you know, helping me with the lawnmower. They're like four years old. I'm doing the real pushing, okay? But they're wanting to help and they think it's pleasing me. But I know full well, they don't, they're already pleasing in my sight. They don't need to do anything to be pleasing to me. But sometimes in our world today, there's a subjective feeling that we don't feel like we're pleasing God. Here, Paul is telling us, well, if you're wrestling with it, here, let me give you some clear and straight advice. Give thanks. 
in all circumstances. Be thankful for all things, all ways, not just sometimes, but always. And I think that's a really great way to, to remind us today. Ephesians 5.8. Uh, we ended last week with this verse. It says, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Or in brackets, it says, be inebriated in the Spirit's fullness, and your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. There's something very interesting, and I'm surprised and pleased That in the Passion Translation, that they said in brackets, after it says, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, in brackets it says, be inebriated in the Spirit's fullness. Why would that be? Well, I believe, uh, as Scripture has said, don't be drunk with wine, but instead be filled the Holy Spirit. Well, what happens when you drink too much wine? You become inebriated. What it does, it controls you. So when you drink too much wine, it controls you in the same way the writer is saying, don't be controlled by wine, but be controlled by, inebriated by the fullness of the Holy Spirit instead. Much more powerful picture. The Bible is not saying do not drink. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, scripture does not tell you it's wrong to drink. Some teachers will tell you that. Find a scripture verse that shows us that or a couple that will substantiate that. And I promise you, it's not there. We've made it a rule because there's been a lot of painful things that have happened as a result of it. But don't call it biblical when you tell people they shouldn't drink. There's some people who shouldn't because they don't know how to handle it. Very bad. But there's some cultures, it's just a normal thing and there's no problem. Um, but please, the con- there's a comparison being done right here in this text of being filled, controlled by, inebriated by the Holy Spirit. And that is a unique thing. Are we willing to actually yield ourselves to let the Holy Spirit guide us and lead us? Are we going to trust the Holy Spirit to lead us? Or do we still want control? Well, this is suggesting clearly, let the Holy Spirit control us. Yield. Surrender is another beautiful word. And your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord. Keep speaking to each other with words of scripture, singing of the Psalms, with praises, with spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Always give thanks to Father God for every person, or in brackets, all things and all people. This is how the Aramaic sees it. Uh, the, the, he brings into your life the, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is, we're called to give thanks for every person, everything that comes into our lives. This is a beautiful recommendation, wisdom, counsel, um, advice, instruction, command to you and I of how our attitudes should be, how we are to treat one another, how we are to live. In Philippians 4, 4 to 7, you'll love this. And again, I'm using a lot of scripture because I value scripture. I trust it. I love it. Uh, And I'm still learning and growing to understand what it means. Um, I tell you, if you've met somebody who has arrived and will not budge at a single understanding and is not flexible to even hear another idea, run away quickly because it's very likely they are so steeped in their one belief that are so unteachable their minds cannot be open to something else at least be open hear it and then reject it but just just a blanket reject very immature thing to do in fact you reveal your immaturity when you show yourself as unteachable philippians 4:47 says this be 
cheerful, with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. My goodness, if that isn't a thing to celebrate, that you are one with Christ, that you're one with the anointed one, there is nothing more exciting to get excited about. And we're told here, be cheerful. Why would he have to tell people to be cheerful? I'm wondering if it's because they may have forgotten or they're so steeped in the ritual of just reading the same thing over and over, it means nothing to them. Let me give you a quick example. Uh, I just participated in a funeral where I read Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Normally at funerals, you hear it often. And if you're like me and you hear the person up front read Psalm 23, you go, yeah, this is expected. You kind of roll your eyes back. All right, let's go for it. Come on. And you read Psalm 23 and it just it's just words that you're familiar with. It does not hit your heart. It does not come alive. What I've tried to do is help when I do a funeral is read it with passion. Read and explain so that the hearers hear something fresh at the moment from a text they've heard over and over and over again. (laughs) And I think that's why Paul is saying, hey, be cheerful with joyous celebration. Don't forget. Let me remind you the life flowing in you and through you. (laughs) It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's come back to the second half and keep going. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lent at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060. Welcome back to the second half. We were just uh, cut short on time. On the first half, when we were reading Philippians 4, 4 to 7, I'm going to come back halfway through because there's something I want to highlight and not get missed in a rapidly read text that means so much. Philippians 4, 4 to 7, Passion Translation. It says, be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Oh my goodness. Uh, I thought I did my prayer time in the morning from 7 till 7.30. I have my list to prove it. I thought that's my prayer time. No, it's better. It's more than that. Prayer is not your ritual of something you must do as a duty. Prayer is your natural spirit response to the spirit of Christ in communication, in sharing of 
passion in hearing and receiving. It's not about you just talking and it's a one-sided dialogue or monologue. Prayer is a conversation, a time of meditation, contemplation, whichever word works for you. But this is suggesting may your whole day be saturated in prayer. I'm learning what this is meaning to me day to day. I'm learning that I can drive my car and pray with my eyes open. <laughs> but I'm learning I can commune with the Holy Spirit in me, through me, and be thankful as I'm driving, uh, thankful as I go to a store that I have a place to purchase groceries, whatever, every little circumstance, I'm learning to pray throughout the day. And in this prayer, we're offering our faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Bring your requests to God. Come to Him with thanksgiving and then present your requests. You'll have the least selfish prayers in the world. And by the way, we're allowed to be honest. We're allowed to pray for all those even little things, the things we think are, you know, God just is worried about the big stuff. I'll take care of the little stuff. Well, to him, it's all little stuff. Bring all your requests. Even when you don't feel like praying, even when you couldn't care that day, you're mad. You're, you're ticked off with somebody or something or a circumstance. You might even be mad at God. Why didn't he fix this problem? And it's okay to be honest with your Heavenly Father in prayer. David totally modeled that for us in the Psalms. He ranted. He just gave it to God at times. He says, will you just slay my enemies? Will you take their heads off? And he got graphic, like really, really graphic. And, and yet, by the time he processed his emotions, he went from his subjective feelings to an objective reality. He transitioned through that and came to a place of awareness of his presence in God or with God for him at that time. You and I need to come to an awareness of God's presence in us and just let it flow, let it receive. It says here, bring your stuff before God, your faith-filled prayers. And by the way, he gives you that faith. We've talked about this before. Tell him every detail of your life. Verse 7 of Philippians 4. Then... God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? This is almost a three-step plan. This is almost a blunt, clear direction. Be thankful. Be in continual prayer, saturated, and in that prayer, bring a request to God. Then the peace, the peace we can't fully understand, will bring answers through Christ. <laughs> this isn't a life of manipulation, but of one of being received and being transformed. I love, love, love that text. Psalm 19 verse 14 says this. And this, this has been put to music. Some of you will know the song. Some of you will not. But these words are like a prayer in a sense. In fact, many songs, worship songs, if you're into that, I love worship songs. Some uh, leaders and teachers don't. They're, they're, they're tired of it. And I have a hunch. Part of it is just a knee-jerk reaction to past pains. I don't know. I can't judge their motives. 
I still like them. Um, some of them are corny, but there's many that are not, and they speak to my soul. Here's the one that does. You'll recognize a Psalm 19 verse 14 from the Passion Translation reads, So may the words of my mouth, my meditation thoughts, and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable before your eyes, my only Redeemer, my Protector God. He is begging. The writer is begging. Father, you know my heart. You know my intentions. And I pray that as I learn and grow, may every word, deed, every thought in my heart, every the words I speak, may they become positive and affirming and give glory to you. And that is what this is about. This is very much uh, what Paul could have been thinking about uh, when he wrote those things in Ephesians. The idea and the importance of guarding your thoughts, being careful what you think about, because what you think about really matters. It affects you. It affects you physically. It affects the environment around you. It affects the people around you. It affects your circumstances. Yes, your words, your intent, the meaning you bring to conversations. Here's an old Chinese proverb. It says this, be careful of your thoughts for your thoughts inspire your words. Be careful for your words, for your words precede your actions. Be careful for your actions, for your actions become your habits. Be careful of your habits, for your habits build your character. Be careful of your character, for your character decides your destiny. Yes, this is a Chinese proverb, but the reason it's a proverb is because we can learn something from it. It's like the Proverbs in the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs. They're Proverbs. They're not necessarily promises. Uh, they can be taken as that and you can claim and all that fun stuff, but they are wise sayings that if you adhere to them, you will most likely benefit from the wisdom that is being provided. Psalm 119 in the Passion Trans. Oh, I just read that. Uh, may the words of my mouth, my, my meditation thoughts. By the way, this I love, and, and now I remember why I put this translation in here. It's telling us the meditation. What are, what are we dwelling uh, or thinking on? What is our thought process, process naturally drawn to? Do we naturally draw to a negative response to people or things or circumstances? Or do we find a hope-filled lens? Say, you know what? That's not what I had in mind, but I can see how we can view it this way. So you find a positive spin on it as best you can, even in tragic circumstances. Once we practice this meditating on our thoughts, that the words of our mouth, our meditations, and every movement of my heart, my emotions, how I respond, do you get ticked off easy? Do you get angry and yell fast? Do you have a short fuse? This is wisdom for you. That's not how you were created. You were not created to have knee-jerk reactions and be ornery, to be ticked off all the time, to just be a grump. That's not you. So stop being that person because it isn't you. Discover who you are instead. Find out you've been created for love. You've been created 
to be thankful. I promise you, if you take this advice today to heart, begin to practice every day, meditating and thinking through and yielding your thoughts to your Heavenly Father. Uh, learn some of these verses I've just shared with you. Re-listen, re-watch. I promise the habit of quick anger, snapping at people, snapping at your family out of frustration to your spouse, to your kids. I've done that. I occasionally still do, but believe me, the pattern is pretty much gone. Okay? There is hope. I promise. And I didn't realize at the time I was doing it from a place of my own hurts, my own problems. I was meditating on problems. And what comes out? Problems. So let's meditate on grace. Let's meditate and think on goodness, being loved, on all the things we're thankful for. And watch what will happen to your mind. It is incredible. Uh, Romans 12, 2, we're going to end with this today. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. In brackets, the Passion Translation writes, don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Oh my goodness, that is beautiful. I'm going to bring that one back to start the next session because we're this will be a three-part session. Uh, the message translation reads it like this, Romans 12, verse 2. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. <laughs> you can't end on better news today. There is much hope. If you feel shameful or guilty that uh, this, this pattern is not working in your life right now, surrender that guilt. Say, Father, I am a new creation. Teach me what it means to live from my identity. Be encouraged today. God loves you, likes you, and accepts you. We'll see you again next week or hear from you again next week on next week's episode. Bye-bye. Family run, family owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener. And you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. 
You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.